Come on and tell the Lord, thank you for tonight. Now, now, my man, no, rubber bullshit. Come on and tell the Lord, thank you for tonight. Come on and begin to open up your mouth, guys, as we begin to just travail just for a few minutes. Hallelujah. We thank you, oh God, on tonight. Come on and bless the Lord 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 on tonight. I'm going to tell the Lord, thank you on tonight. Father, we thank you on tonight. We thank you for what you're doing on tonight. We thank you for what you are doing on tonight. Come on and tell the Lord, thank you on tonight. Come on and bless the Lord on tonight. Come on and bless the Lord on tonight. Oh God, we release the 
Our text will be from Rebecca. I was studying and God told me to go back to the book of Rebecca. Second chapter. Amen. We are so blessed on the line tonight. We are blessed. We are blessed. We are super blessed because thousands of people have died in this country alone. Millions of people have died alone in this nation and other nations or in the whole world. But yet we are still alive tonight. And right there, give God a real thank you. Come on now. How many thank we you. are still alive in our right mind? We have the activity of our limbs. We can drive. We can eat. We don't need we don't need any assistance because God has taken care of us all year long. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. 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 Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I want to give you a praise report while we just wait a few more minutes. I praise God for he has blessed me. He's always blessed me. But, you know, I had been praying, praying about a car and situations in my life. But I'm just going to tell you about the car. I told my son I needed a car. And I just figured he was going to give me a little putt-putt to get around in. And I praise God um, that he got me, he bought me a car. And I'm like, okay. He said, Mom, I got your car. I said, well, thank you, son. I said, God, I've been praying. And I just figured it was going to be a little putt-putt. But I tell you what, um, I got me a brand-new 2017 um, Volkswagen Passat, fully loaded. Now, I've never Hallelujah. had a car like that in my whole life. I've had cars. Thank you, Lord. But I've never had a luxury car, you know, with heated seats. And all the amenities, um, I've never had that when I was working. So I thank God because of favor Amen. and how God has done that for me. Lord. I did not complain, Hallelujah. but I just told my heart's thank desire you. to God, and God made a way out of no way for me. So I just tell mm. God, thank you. I thank God for thank health you. and strength and life. Mm. Amen. The, and you don't have anybody have to do anything for me. I can wash my own hair, wash my own hands. I can take I mean, just the little things. Amen. Because in times like this, we need a Savior. We mm. we need, with all our might, mm. we need a Savior, which is Jesus Christ himself Hallelujah. in our lives. Especially now. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. When direct, when, when things are running rampant on the earth now, the whole earth, amen, whether it's accidents mm. or whether it's tornadoes or whether it's bomb scares or anything in my, uh, in our lives, God is right there. I like to go, mm. I live in this small town in Manning, South Carolina. Well, in our little town, we only have one Walmart, maybe four gas stations. It's a small town. And um my girlfriend called me the next day uh, and told me that um um that there was a bomb that was in the Walmart. Somebody put it in a basket and left. You know, I could have been in that wa- in that Walmart. But look but the grace of God. You know what I'm saying? Just the grace Hallelujah. himself. And right there the it Lord. gives me a praise break. You know what I'm saying? Thank so you. that's a, that's a blessing. Just to be alive, and not not even the other things. Just all right if he blesses us. But the bottom line, just to love him just for who he is. Amen. Because there's no other God like our God. Amen. 
Um, hallelujah. And if there's anybody here who wants to, to give out another um, testimony of any kind while we're waiting just a few more minutes, uh, anybody, the, the floor is open if anybody wants to. And if not, we'll go on. Okay. Quietness, consent. All righty. Father, we thank you for this word tonight. We thank you for the Holy Ghost. Yes, Lord. We feel, we thank you for the Holy Ghost. Because nobody can do us like Jesus. God, hide us tonight behind the cross. God, let us not be seen or detected by the enemy in any way. Whether it's distraction by phone or distraction by kids or distraction by anything, hide us behind the cross that we can just see you, Jesus, and you alone. God, if there's anything in our hearts that's not like us, wash us, cleanse us, but don't take your spirit away from us. God, we need you now. God, we praise you now. God, we adore you now. God, we stand and we wait for the manifestation of your word tonight. We thank you, God, that we are who God says we are, that each of us collectively and individually love God. God, we prophesy to the one that this year will be another year. It might be a lot of tragedy still. There might be a lot of things going on still. But yet, God, we praise you. God, yet we adore you. God, yet we love you, and we can stand on your word with tears in our lives, tears in our eyes, ear to ear. God, tears in our eyes, but we're standing and waiting on your word. And God, let us not be moved by every wind and doctrine, not be moved by what people say or what people do, not be moved only by the word of God. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. And amen. 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 Okay. We're in the book of Habakkuk. Oh. Habakkuk, Old Testament, second chapter. I'm just making sure I don't hear any more pages moving. I'm going to make sure you're there. Hallelujah. Okay. All right. As usual, what I usually do is I talk about the person in order to understand why it was written or how it was written or who it was written to. The book of, the book of Habakkuk which is in the Old Testament, was a prophet. He was one of the minor prophets. And the only difference between the minor prophets and the regular prophets is the major prophets wrote a lot more. That's the only difference between the major prophets and the minor prophets. Now, Habakkuk name means love embraces. 
love embraces. When you embrace somebody, it pulls you closer to them. Okay. So Abaka's word or name means loves embraces or he that embraces. And he was, again, one of the minor prophets. Amen. Um, it says here that although he was not much more than a mere name to us, we know that Habakkuk was a prophet of Judah and of the tribe of Levi. That was the Levitical tribe, the priestly line uh, in the Bible. Um, he, again, he was a true prophet, and his words, his name means to be embraced, to be hugged, to be held, to, to be caressed, and to be comforted by the people. Okay. That the book of Habakkuk, uh, he wrote that we gather that he was questioned as being a prophet. Um, because they began to ask him, God, why? Why are we going through so much? Why we are enduring so much? Why does it seem like that COVID-19 is so widespread? Why is, uh, uh, things are so hard to do? Why is the, the stock market is crashing? Why is the people standing in line for food? Why is some people in the government are so, so cruel and doesn't care about anybody themselves? Well, this is the same thing that was going on in the time of Abaca. They were going through great tragedies. They were going through great trials. They were going through these things in times, and they began to ask God, why, why, oh. why? Second chapter, first line says this, and I will stand. This is a pocket talking. He says, and I will stand upon my watch and set me upon the tower. I will watch to see what he will say unto me. God, I'm standing here and waiting for you to say something to me. And what I shall answer when I am reproved. In other words, God, have I done so much? If something's wrong, and if I'm wrong, prove me, reprove me, so that I can get it right. I need to get this thing right with God. Like us today, we need to get ourselves right with God. We don't have to nobody to prophesy to them that need this and that. No, you know when you're wrong. He you know when there's doubt. He you know when there's derision. He you know when we're not doing what God called us to do. Verse 2, he says this, and the Lord answered, okay, me, and said, 
write the vision and make it plain upon the tables that he may run that readeth. So here is Ezekiel. I'm sorry, uh, uh, Baca. He's talking to him. It says that I'm going to stand on my watch. I'm going to stand right here and wait, God, because I need to know what's going on. And he says, and the Lord answered. So Abaka is having conversation with God. And God is now talking to Abaka. And he says, and the Lord answered me. And the Lord answered me. So when you pray and you wait for an answer, at the appointed time, God will answer you. And the Lord answered me and said, write the vision and make it plain upon the table that he may run with it that readeth it. So here God's talking to the prophets. Prophets are considered seers. Prophets are considered men and women that have a relationship with Christ. Prophets are considered that they can get an answer from God and give it to the people. But here was the prophet going to God and saying, God, I don't understand what's going on. I don't know what's going on. That uh, the, statistics, the, the statistics the other day in California was that Every 10 seconds, thousands of people were dying in California alone. The statistics around the country and the world are so that people are dying right and left and in hospitals and the hallways. And uh, even the Bible, uh, they said the other day that even in the gift shop and couple of the hospitals, they have patients. They rolled out the people, the things that they would sell so they could put patients in the gift shops in the hospital. What's going on, God? I don't understand, God. I have never seen a day that the world is crying out for an answer from God. Have we, have we felt so short, God, that you're reproving us? God, have we done so much against you that you have come out against us as a people? But God is speaking to him right now and saying to him, no, write these things down. That if you see these things, write the vision down. And it is going to be plain on the tables. That you can see it and that you can run with it. God's speaking to Ezekiel. He's speaking to him and he's saying, look at here. Things getting bad. In some ways, things are getting even, even worse. But I got you. I got you. I got you. He said in the book of John 14, let not your heart be troubled. 
So if you believe in me. So these are the conditions that God's giving to us tonight. Yes, things are going to get bad. Yes, things are going to get worse. Yes, food's going to get scarcity. Things are going to get rough for a while. Yes, but you know what? I got you. I got you. So these are my instructions, people of God. These are your instructions from God. Write these things down. You must serve the Lord because we are in the last days. Every sign of the times that the Bible speaks of from the Alpha or the, from the beginning of the book to the book of Revelation, it speaks of thousands and thousands of people are dying. We are in a last day moment in God. Years ago, our grandmothers and our mothers and our great-grandmothers, they would always talk about that in the last days, men will become lovers of themselves more than loving God. In other words, I love me more than I love my neighbor, so if I need to feed my neighbor, I feed my neighbor and not feed myself and get fatter and fatter, and my neighbor next door is hungry. Lovers of themselves. But I want you to write these things down so that you can see what I'm telling you to do. Write them down so that you can run with it, so that you can see it, so that you can remember it, because God is in charge of the universe. Because the Bible says that in Genesis 1 and 1, he says, for in the beginning, God created the heaven and earth. And if God created the evidence, he God created the heaven and the earth, he says, and the earth was void and not anything, and he made everything. Certainly, it's the same God that will take care of us. He says, but write these things down so you can make a plan. You can make a plan. I don't have to go over it again and again and again. Make a plan that you love your neighbors as you love yourself, as you love your children as you love yourself, as you do those, take care of the, 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 the women that don't have husbands. All those things the Bible that speaks of, we have to do and live as the Bible speaks of. Write these things down, uh, Abaca so that you can see these things and run in a race with them. Run a race. Run a race. And the Lord answered me and said, write the vision and make it plain upon the tables. Write them down that he may run that read it. So we've got to run for our lives. Run in our tears. Run in our loneliness. Run in our confusion. Run no matter what's going on. Run in the gospel. Run for people to be saved. Run no matter what happens because you are God's chosen vessels. 
And because you are my vessel, I'm giving you the permission, permission to run in the gospel. So three says this, for the vision is yet for an appointed time. The vision, what God sees for us, has an appointed time. What mama say, what daddy say, that's fine. But the Bible's telling us at this time, we all have an appointed time to meet Christ. This is the vision that he's talking about. That at the appointed time, but at the end, it shall speak and not lie. Though it tarry, wait for it, because it will surely come to pass. In other words, whatever God has spoken to you, what a promise does God have promised us over the years, what God has given to you in the midnight hours, whatever dream, whatever vision, whatever God has told you over the years ago, it will not lie. It will come to pass at its appointed time. Not when I want it, not when you want it, not when you think it's going to happen, but God's appointed time, things will happen. Again, we're in a book of Habakkuk, chapter 2. We must speak to the appointed time. People saying, you know, we've had a terrible year, and I can't wait to get rid of this year because it's just been one thing after another. The last three or four years has been like, it's like, it's been bad. It's got worse. It's gotten worse. It's gets the worst. And everybody's talking about the same thing. But newsflash. I just don't see, foresee a good time coming anytime soon as far as things getting a lot better. I think God's wanting his people to cry out to him. I want God, I believe that God's crying out for his people to be saved and God's wanting his people to come back to him, that God's wanting his people to have a relationship, a kinship, and a friendship with God. And sometimes when things get bad, the first thing we do, we begin to say, God, what's going on? God, I don't know what's going on. But, you know, it's not for us to know. It's only for God to know. It's only what God says is going to happen. God is in charge of our life in totality. There's not a butterfly does not fly unless God commands it to fly. There's not an ant that won't move unless God commands the ant to move. It's not an eagle that won't soar unless God commands it to soar. Because God is in, is in charge of time. Time, time. 
something about every year this time we talk about time because the Bible says old things have passed away. So now we're moving into a new timing. We're moving to new dimensions in God. We're moving to new dispensations in God. It is the timing of God. Because the first two things in the Bible says, for in the beginning. In the beginning means timing of God. And when I, when I realize about, it seems like, well, maybe 20 years ago we were younger and leaner and at least 20 pounds lighter and, and, and now we are maybe 20 more pounds more heavier and we, and we never thought we'd get this old because we're moving in time and it seems like time is fleeting. It seems like time is not moving. And the more you think about it, it looks like why, where all these years have gone? How all these our children have grown up so quickly? And now we don't just have children, but we have grandchildren. We have grandnieces. We have grandsons because time. We are moving in time, the dispensation of time. And because of the timing of God, he speaks to time because God is time. God speaks from eternity two times, and when he speaks time, we come forth. So in the appointed time of God, when we're in the time right place, we're in the right time, we're in the right season, that's when God moves on our behalf. Maybe if we weren't in the time of God, Maybe we might not have even been saved today. We don't know. Some of us are hard-headed. Some of us are knuckleheads. Some of us crazy when we weren't saved. You know what I'm saying? But in the time of God, God holds us responsible for what we do and what we don't do. But at the appointed time in God, everything works out for our good. Yes, we had the struggle. And yes, we will still have struggle. Yes, we're going to have difficult days ahead. But because Christ is with us, we can make it. Because Christ is in our DNA, we can make it. When Christ is within us, no matter what we go through, we can take a lick and we can keep striving because we know God is within us. Christ doesn't live on the outside of us, but he lives within us. He is the hope of our glory. He is time all by himself. He is, he, he, he provokes us to pray. He provokes us to dream. He provokes us to think. He provokes us to be the women and the men of God that he has called us to be in a touch in such a time like this. If they had said to us 10 years ago, 2020, that we would have a pandemic, and a pandemic has only happened maybe the last 
the last 200 years or so, and times before that, we would have thought they, thought they were crazy. Nah, you're just kidding. Um, uh, hurricanes raging everywhere. Not too far where I was, there was a uh, earthquake not far in South Carolina. It was unheard of having an earthquake in South Carolina. And you told me there would be food shortages all over the United States. We were the country that was, was sending out money to Africa and Haiti and all these other countries uh, were bombarded with all kind of uh, national events that they would give money to them. But we ourselves now in great need. But the United States, the, God knows what the United States needs. I believe the United States, God's calling us back to him. I believe that God is calling the United States again to stand in his will and his way. I believe that God has a hand on us anyway, anyhow, no matter what people say or other people say. God is in charge of everything that happens on the face of the earth below the earth and above the earth, because God is large in charge of everything in our lives. Yes, he is. Abaka, a prophet of God. Abaka, burdened, burdened by the things of the world. Some of us have been so burdened lately. Some of us Put on a happy face and fix your face and go outside and pretend you're happy. There are so many people today that are depressed, oppressed, suppressed, uppers, downers, prescription drugs, drugs, all kinds of things. They're depressed. Why? Because they don't know Jesus and the pardon of their sins. Because they don't know the God that we serve. They don't know the Jesus that we serve. They don't know the Christ himself, the hope of glory. But prophets were called by God. And we have to learn and realize that there is a word for the Lord tonight. It's not going to get better right now. But what are you going to do? How are you going to change? What are you going to be? How are you going to be that light to sit on the hill? Are you going to be that light that somebody wants to come to for prayer? Are you going to be that light to be that God has called us to be? Are we going to be in the midst of trials and troubles and people wanting prayer and we're confused. Are we going to be that light that sits on a hill? The light of Jesus Christ. Are we be that light? Are we going to be that visionary for God? Are we going to feed the hungry? Are we going to help the poor? Are we going to live so that our children know that our mothers and our fathers are filled with the Holy Ghost? 
God requires it of us today, saying, God requires more, more, and more from us because we say we are the light of the city. We are the vision that Habakkuk speaks of. We are the one. We must learn to tarry. When's the last time you just got down on your knees on your bedside and just carried out and cried out to God? When's the last time you said, Lord, save me all over again? When's the last time you said, Lord, save me from me? Lord, wash me, wash my, my mind, my thoughts, everything that I might think. God, wash me, cleanse me, but don't take your spirit away from me. Jesus. The vision tarries. But then he tells the back, he says, but wait on it. The church, I say to you, what, what Abaka? He told Abaka, he says, wait on it. Wait for the vision. Wait for the confirmation. Wait for God to answer by faith. That same faith that framed the world. The same faith that all the things that we needed from God, he's answering us today. Now, we might not see it today, but he promised us that he would allow us to eat the fat of the lamb. The problem is a lot of times we have so many people and so many prophets that out there that are prophesying for money or prophesying for money and prophesying for for a $100 line and a a million-dollar line and all these lines. And no, 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 God doesn't work like that. Pay your tithes. Pay your tithes. Give to people. Do what God called you to do, and God will bless you accordingly. For at the appointed time, it might not be the time for you to get a brand-new car. It might not be that time for you to get a brand-new house. Might not be at that time to get that healing. Uh, uh, maybe you need to repent for some things. But the Bible promises us, he says, it says, at the appointed time. Time, 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 time. Seconds, milliseconds, nanoseconds. The timing of God. That's all that matters. That's God's timing. Not Glenda's timing, not Shirley's timing, not anybody's, but God's appointed time. And it says, then at God's appointed time that it will speak. In other words, it will come to pass. It will come with a surety. It will be no doubt that it was God all by himself. It wasn't Lotto. It wasn't a boy from Tiffin in the back room. But it was God all by himself. Because when we live holy, we, we, we press towards the mark. We cry out day and night. We say, we get in our word and say, God, reveal yourself in these pages. God, give me your word so that I know I've been with you, God. God, teach us how to open our mouths. And when we open our mouths around people, they say, open our mouths and hear, feel the fire of God coming out of us 
because we've been with God. For when we get to that appointed time that Abaka speaks of, when we get to that point that when God speaks and meditating and delivering those things to us that we can give a word to somebody just because we love God, not for money, not for fanciness, not for branding cards, not for new houses, just just because you love God more than everything in your life. So I can live without a husband. I can live without a wife. I can live without children, but I can't live without God. And then God knows he got you one and 100%. Without a shadow of a doubt, you've got him. Because you're waiting on God. You're waiting for his manifestation. You're waiting because now I realize, God, at this point in my life, I've got to wait on you. I can't run fast like I used to run. You remember when you were young, you could run? You could jump and skip and hop. And when you're really kids, they just run all over the house or run all over the room. And as you get a little older, you go out and you want to party and do little things. And, you know, but when you get older and those bones don't move as fast as they used to do and you can't do the things like you used to do quickly uh, because age is setting in, uh, 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 you begin to look back and say, "What? where's time gone? Because if I could re, if I could reclaim my time, things would do differently. But we only have one good chance at life in Christ. We've got one chance to love to the point that says, I, I can't make it unless I die, unless God keeps me. I can't move unless God keeps me. I can't live without him. I can't pray without him. I can't do nothing without him. So, God, I'm going to just wait until you do it for me. I can't do it by myself, God. I know years ago, when you're young and you're foolish and you do all kinds of things and you say all kinds of things, but then you look back. You hit 30, you hit 40, you hit 50. And here's going higher, higher. You begin to think, God, you know, if I could have did this. But you know what? God never makes mistakes. People make mistakes. Human beings make mistakes. But God does not make mistakes. He gives us free will. He gives us free will. He could get us all in a line, walking like ducks, dressing like ducks, talking like ducks, talking like ducks, uh, so we could all be unison. But God gives us free will. So what are we going to do with our free will? Are we sold out to Christ in this new year? Are we sold completely out? Are we made up our mind that we're not going to go backwards, we're going to go forward? Are we made up our mind we're not going to take down, but we're going to go forward? 
Are we going to stand still and mope and carry on, or are we going to go forward? We have to go on to higher heights and deeper depths in God. Everything in this book is here for a reason. Everything in this Bible is for a reason. Every word, every comma, every semicolon, every period, everything in this Bible, from the beginning of this Bible to the end of the Bible, is our making for our good. But what will we do this year coming up? Are we going to be the same? Or are we going to change? We know what we need to change. We don't need a pro, we don't need a palm reader. We don't need a prophet. Okay? Some of our mouths have been nasty this year. Some of us have been cussing and screaming. People have been acting foolish all year long. And, and, and you can't hide nothing from God. See, I, re- I realize that. I learned to repent because I realize I can't hide nothing from God. So we've got to check ourselves. My mama used to say, check yourself so you won't wreck yourself. See, so we need to check ourselves so we don't wreck ourselves. This is a new year. This is a new dispensation. God's talking to all of us individually and collectively. This is going to be another hard year for us. Yes, it will be. I believe that. I know it. I know what God told me. But you know what? In the midst of this, just love God and do what's right. No matter what's around you, no matter what they're doing to you, no matter what they're saying to you, you just love God and do what's right. That's why he told Habakkuk, write the vision down. Now, why he said, write it down? He said, I'm writing this down. You know what? Because I want you to remind, I want to remind you. I mean, I want to remind you that you need to keep your stuff together. I need you to remind yourself so every time you get upset, remember what I said to you. Write this down so when you act crazy and you get mad with folks and you want to cuss them out and, uh, and, and you just want to walk off and leave and, and just rem- God said, look at here, know what I told you to do. This is a new year, new attitude. I've got your back. I'm in charge. I know what I'm doing. Heaven and earth will pass away. The Bible says, but not my word. Not my word, Glenda. Not my Shirley. Not, not, not a word, Erica. Not a word will pass away. Nothing. I got you. I got you. Because I'm God. I'm Elohim. I'm Shabbat. I'm the God more than enough. I'm the God of a second chance. I'm Elian. God is in charge of everything in this year. You say, preacher, you really think all these people dying well is the will of God? I can't give you a answer yes or no, but I can tell you that God didn't allow anything if he didn't want to. Ones that recovered, it was God's will. If it wasn't God's will, 
they didn't recover. God never makes mistakes. That's like a head of a hair. You look at your hair right now and pull one hair out of your scalp. God knows us so intimately that the one hair he pulls out is number 265. So he knows you. He knows every person that's alive today. He knows every person in the next uh, 34, 36, or 46 hours will die tonight. God knows everything that's going to happen. He's in charge. But we've got to give our lives and submit ourselves to Christ in every way, every direction, every hour, every, mm, we've got to give our lives totally to Christ. Not a partial, not pick your, pick your religion up when you want to and when you want to lay your religion down. Um, I was at this church one time and this preacher says, let me put my religion down. And he put, he put his hat off and clothes off and he had a good old fight right in the church parking lot. And I, then he said he's put hat on, so I guess he was putting the religion back on. Um, but we can't do that. We don't serve that kind of God that allows us to put our religion down. God is not that kind of God. God loves us so much he will forgive us. We have to be wrapped up, tied up, and tangled up in Jesus. We've got to get tied up and wrapped and just tied up and tumbled and, and tangled up in Jesus. So that when Jesus breathes, you breathe. When Jesus coughs, you cough. When Jesus cry out, you cry out. We gotta be so tied up and, and hold on to God with his oh, you got to hold on to God this coming year like never before. You gotta hold on to him till you know you got Jesus, the everlasting God. You got to hold on to your family. You got to you gotta stand proxy for your children. You gotta stand proxy to your family members. You've got to stand proxy all the people that you know. If, in fact, if you get a chance to get yourself a box, a bunch of people's names that you know. And so when you go to God, you take that box and you take your people to God on behalf of them because you don't know what tomorrow is going to bring. It said the other day on TV, there's another strain out now, this virus. One from Africa and one from another country. So we've got to hold on to God. Like this is our last day, our last hour, our last second. No matter what we're going through, we've got to hold on to God. With tears in my eyes, I've learned to hold on to God. Uh, no matter what's going on, because we don't know what tomorrow's going to bring. But this day. This second, this hour, right here on this broadcast, God is with us. Hold on till the end comes. Hold on no matter what happens. Hold on in the midst of our storms. Hold on. That's why he was saying to him, he says, write the vision down. Because when you get so confused, when you get so upset, you have to remember, God says, I got you. 
This is it. I got you. I got you. I, I, I got you. I got your back. I'm going to take care of you. There's food on your table. There's clothes on your back. Your children are going to be taken care of. God said, I got you. People have lost their homes. People on the streets sleeping in tents. Certain places in the United States of America. Hold on, saints. Hold on, church. Hold on, world. God has not forgotten you. All in God has not forgotten you. Iraq, God has not forgotten you. Jamaica, God has not forgotten you. Ah, oh, God, Africa, God has not forgotten you. God has not forgotten you. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on to your babies. Hold on to your children. Hold on. There was a woman in the Bible. They wanted a touch from God. People, we got to have a touch from God. We need a touch from Elohim. Not a preacher, not a pastor, not a prophet. We need a relationship. You need to be able to touch God's heart. We need to get in his face, get on his, our, our face and cry out to God like never before. We don't know what God's doing. But we do know with the surety that God is in control of our lives. So no matter what happens in this coming year, just hold on to God. Just hold on to God. Hold on. No matter what happens, hold on. Death is final. I'm going to say this and then I'm, I'm going to get up or we'll pray. The most hardest thing I really, I think, I don't think it was so much with a divorce, but when I lost my mother, and my mother was, the love of my life. And I felt so alone. I felt so separated from everything. I never knew my father. I knew who he was, but I didn't have a relationship. I know his name, but I had no relationship. And it was such a moment of loneliness and loss. And there are thousands of people right now that might hear the broadcast later on that have lost their loved ones. And thinking this very hour that they've lost people and they're feeling lost and hurt and lonely. And you people, God loves you. God loves you. God loves you. Hold on to God. If you're not saved, give your life to Christ and start a new year, a new fresh. Start a new year. God is doing great things in us. Start a new year saying, I'm not going to be the same 
I'm going to be a new creature. Because Jesus is Lord of my life. He starts with us as a people. Christ comes with us. And he starts in the book of Genesis and he says, let there be light. For it was. For it was the evening and the morning of the first day. And in that time with God, he spoke the world into existence. And that same God, hallelujah, walked through the book of Exodus and walked and walked and walked. And he walked with Moses. And he walked through the children of Israel. He walked through the desert. And he was still with him. And even when they were back against the water and they saw there was no way out, God was right there. God allowed Moses to look over to see the other side because he loved Moses. And after Moses died, he went to Joshua. And it said, Joshua, after these 30 days, we got to go on. We got to move on and see what tomorrow is going to bring. God is a good God. And I want you to realize that God is no respect a person. God is no respect a person. He loves all of us. And he went to Joshua. And at one point in Joshua 10, God allowed Joshua to run a battle and win the battle. Joshua went to God and said, God, if you can just let me win this battle. And God loved Joshua. He said, listen here, I'm going to allow the sun to stand still for 24 hours. There's nowhere else in the Bible that for 24 hours the sun stood still. And Joshua fought and fought and defeated the enemy. Then he goes on now. He ends to the Levitical core. That Bible, it tells about the different Levite tribes in the church, in the Bible. And he teaches them all the precepts and how the things that we should live and what we do and how we to treat people. Because God wants us to know that we must treat people right. We just can't flim-flam them and cheat to them and lie to them and all these kinds of things. God gives us a second chance and a third chance. Amen. Now, that scripture that it goes into, I think it's first, um, Chronicles 13. It says, it talks about how I can speak with tongues of angels, but not have charity. I can speak to you about the book and I can prophesy to you a word, but if I don't have love, and this is what's going to happen this year. We're going to have to have some love for people we love. And we got to have some showing off love from people that we don't love. Because this is testing time. If you don't ever remember anything I tell you tonight, this will be a testing time this coming year. So we've got to keep our, 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 our loins girth with truth. Our inner man and know Christ and the pardon of his sin. And know that we can't make it without him. We can't breathe without him. 
We can't do nothing without him. My God, my God. If I thought I would be where I am today, I'd be surprised. But I thank God for the Holy Ghost. So far, we're going to praise that the Holy Ghost get a hold to each of us unto life. I want you to open your phones and let's pray a while. Hallelujah. 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 Yes, Lord. Praise Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes, Hallelujah. 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 Father, we thank you, God. Oh, God, thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, God. Hallelujah, God. Hallelujah. God, millions have died, God, but you care for us, God. God, millions of people, God, around the earth, God, have died, God, but God, you care for us, God. Oh, God, for such a time as this, God, and we tell you, thank you. Oh, God, your tender mercies towards us. Thank you. Hold us in the palm of your hand, God, thank you. God, sometimes I think I couldn't make it, God, but you can't mm. make it. Oh, God, I thank you. God, I am thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, God, your beloved one, thank you. Thank you for the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world, God. Thank you. God, we Hallelujah, God. Hallelujah, God. Ooh, God, we Thank praise you, you now. Mm. Oh, God, we praise you, God, yes, now. Lord. Oh, Thank God, you. another day, God, another mm. year, God, now. God, yes. have a whole shot, now. Mm. God, this 2020, God, hallelujah, yes. God. Uh. Oh, God, mm. thank you, uh. God, we're still thank alive. You, thank you. Mm. In our right mind, thank you. Healthy, God. Thank you. Thank you. God. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
We Rocco, everything's in order for my making. Ara, Rocco, the Asura, 